Welcome back to Closing Arguments. I'm Joshua Matthews. We're talking today about the top 10 mistakes made in custody disputes. Uh, Just before the break, we were talking about uh, all the various issues that go into uh, taking care of your kids, protecting your kids, and making sure that the court understands that the welfare of your children is the most important thing to you and that you're going to take care of your kids long before you're going to try to tear down uh, the other parent in a situation. And that's one of the important things to keep in mind is that when you're tearing down that other parent, when you're talking about what a horrible person they are, what you're telling the court is, number one, I'm not going to foster a relationship between my child and that other parent. And number two, I'm going to probably be a constant reminder, whether I intend to be or not, that I think their father or their mother uh, is is a no-good, rotten scoundrel. And because of that, the court's going to have to take that into consideration and look at whether or not, first of all, whether or not a child should be placed with you. Um, and if a child should be placed primarily with you, how much visitation are they going to need with the other parent? Because you're obviously not going to give any that you're not ordered to give. The last two items on the list today kind of get away from the kids a little bit finally. Uh, And number nine is a mantra that we talk about in our office with our clients all the time. Facebook, Facebook, Facebook. Uh, Facebook might be the cause of more divorces in the last five years than any other source that we've seen. People go on there and find folks they haven't talked to in 20 or 30 years. It's amazing how many times somebody in their late 40s or 50s or even older will come in and they're going through a divorce because they've reconnected with somebody from high school, somebody who remembers them when they had their their youth and their potential and their hair. And uh, they find these folks who remember them very fondly and who they remember very fondly and uh, certainly at least in the short term and especially when you're uh, operating mostly over the internet initially uh, it's really easy to kind of overlook uh, who the person is on the other side and remember who they were a kind of a uh, a trick of the mind that would probably help a lot of us in our relationships if we could do more of it with our own spouses and loved ones. Nonetheless, whether Facebook causes the breakdown or not, Facebook is often a player in a custody dispute. Whenever I'm sitting with a new client or a potential new client and I'm uh, sitting there taking my notes, they'll see me turn every few moments to the laptop on uh, the conference table and type a few things and see what comes up. And they'll ask, what, what have you got going on there on the computer? And I'll turn it around. And what they see is uh, Facebook pages, uh, primarily, along with other uh, older social media pages that come up, too. And I'm going to talk about some of those. But... Uh, Folks, when you put it on Facebook for the whole world to see, keep in mind it's out there, and it's out there forever. Even if you delete it, even if you change your privacy settings, chances are if it was ever available, it's probably still available. Ever heard of the Internet Wayback Machine? Well, uh, just Google it, and what you're going to find is archives created by Google of every website or virtually every website, every crawlable, searchable website in existence. And so uh, it takes snapshots, essentially, of what a website looks like on a particular day. 
Um, you want to go back and see what the sale was uh, for Black Friday in 2008? Check the internet or uh, the internet Wayback Machine. There's a good chance you're going to find that page archived, and you can simply click on it and see exactly what Walmart's page or Target's page or Best Buy's page looked like on a particular day. These archives exist so that people can go back uh, and review the information that used to be on the internet. It's also a way to go back and review information that used to be on the internet about you. So keep in mind that just because it's been taken off the page now doesn't mean nobody downloaded it, doesn't mean that nobody printed off that page or saved a screenshot of that page, doesn't mean that it's not still available somewhere, whether it's on the Internet Wayback Machine or elsewhere. Uh, you might have your settings uh, turned to private. You might have uh, your, uh, your name set so that pictures of you are not visible to other people who aren't friends of yours. Um, but even if you are quote-unquote uh, tagged or untagged in someone else's photo, one of the things that we'll often do is if I open up a page and I'm looking for a party in a, in a custody dispute and I see that their page is completely closed down, very often one of the things I can still see are their friends. And so I click on a couple of their friends and start going through their photos. And lo and behold, very often I'll find pictures of the person I'm actually looking for uh, in their friend's photos. It, it, it doesn't take a private eye these days. It doesn't require me to go out and hire an old gumshoe to go and track down all your old relationships. It's right there. It's easily accessible. And it's amazing how many people's pages are completely open, and meaning, in other words, that they don't use any privacy settings whatsoever. And I can go onto a web page, and I've done this with other attorneys, where you go, you go and look for them, and you find this Facebook page, and there's pictures of them, uh, you know, in bathing suits or, or shirtless on motorcycles or whatever the case may be. And, and, and maybe that's exactly the image you're going for, in which case, good job marketing. But if it's not the image you're going for, then you got to think about that, that this is out there for people to see. Uh, if you have a Facebook page, let me ask you this. Did you ever have a MySpace page? If so, when's the last time you checked it? I can't tell you how often we Google people and find a MySpace page that hasn't been updated in five, six, seven years, but still has photos on there. Um, we uh, we joke about them sometimes, uh, you know, that you find that picture of, of somebody uh, in in the late 90s or, or early 2000s uh, smoking dope and, and nodding their head to Ice Ice Baby by Vanilla Ice and uh, tell them, you know, either one of those are probably grounds for denying custody uh, in a family court. Um, this stuff might still be out there, folks. Keep that in mind. So if you think you might get into trouble, or even if you don't, just be aware of what's out there. Google yourself and Google yourself in every possible way. Use nicknames. Use shortened versions of your names. Look at uh, look for Google pages that put in your name and some of your family members or some of your close friends. See if anything pops up that uh, may not be on the first page if you just put in your name but it might show up as, as secondary or tertiary uh, because it's connected to somebody else's site. Uh, that's the stuff you need to find because I can guarantee you I'm going to look for it. Other attorneys are going to look for it. There's actually a case right now 
where there are concerns about whether or not an attorney fell below their standard duty of care uh, in failing to check the open Facebook page uh, of somebody that had some very incriminating photos uh, available. So that's going to be a big one. Uh, and along with that kind of that idea of electronic media, uh, number 10 today on our list of the biggest mistakes made in custody disputes, email and text messages. Um, we have cases all the time where people walk in and they hand us their phone and they say, well, you know, look at this. Look at what he wrote to me. I'm going to get you. I'm going to make you pay. You're never going to see this kid again, that kind of thing. My favorite part of this, though, is that they'll always scan through little by little, get to exactly that text message, and then they'll want to hold on to the phone. They're very leery about handing me the phone because they're afraid I might scroll up and see what they said to prompt that. Keep in mind, it's going to play both ways, folks. And when you put it in a text message or you put it in an email message, uh, it's there forever. That's a, a written document that we can print out, and it's pretty easy these days. Uh, the rules of evidence that would apply in a criminal case uh, are not nearly as strict in a civil case, especially a civil case regarding the custody of a child, because the, the needs and welfare of the child are deemed paramount. And so uh, the rules are a little more lax, and the court has wide discretion to look at a lot of different kinds of evidence. Don't put it in an email or text if you don't want to hear it read back to you by a judge. And that's what we tell folks. Don't think about how they're going to respond when they read it. Think about how the judge is going to be looking at you as he or she reads this text message or this email back to you in open court. Because it does happen. Uh, it happens all the time. I recommend that you use email. I recommend that you use text messages because there's a, a written record, because you can show uh, the court or anyone else involved whether or not you've been reasonable, whether or not you've done your job as a parent. Uh, you can also press delete and keep that in mind. If you're heated when you write it, you have to wait before you press send. Maybe only five minutes, maybe overnight, but you have to wait. If you really have to send it, send it to somebody else. Uh, I find myself doing this occasionally when, uh, when I get emails from opposing counsel uh, where I'm really concerned about whether or not they are putting children first in terms of, of protecting kids in custody disputes and whether or not they're really thinking about uh, the welfare of kids in, in, for example, a divorce action. Uh, and I'll have something I want to say to them that's, that's pretty heated uh, where I'm, I really want to say, look um, – you know, whether or not X or Y or Z can be proved, you and I both know that this is the fact. You and I both know uh, that this child's going to be in danger. And then I send it to somebody in my office and I say, read this. Tell me about it. I'm going to send it to opposing counsel tomorrow. And very often I'll get notes back saying, yeah, you know what? All of paragraph two needs to come out because you're not gaining anything by saying it. All you're doing is blowing off steam and it's not going to gain you anything. And so it gives you that opportunity to review and revise and edit before you actually send. Uh, so do, by all means, use email, use text, but use them to your advantage not to your disadvantage. Once again, keep in mind, everything that you hear here on Closing Arguments uh, are the opinions of anybody who's on the show, including myself. This is not intended to be legal advice, and in fact, the choice of an attorney is an important one. It should not be based on any form of advertising or uh, written or spoken communication alone. 
this is Closing Arguments. I am Joshua Matthews. Learn more about us, our firm, or the show, and how we help you with your fam- your family, your finances, and your future uh, by visiting us at leewoodlawyers.com. <laughs>